Dave. You big kind of bastard! Where'd you get your treat? Jesus Christ! One gather tall. This is the Dave Duke podcast. It's Dave Chu Podcast, how are you? I've just had a poo and I'm ready to go. Just had a poo and I'm ready to go. Just had a poo and I'm ready to go. Let's record this episode together. Hi, my name is Dave Juke. This is the Dave Juke Podcast and I'm sorry that I've mentioned bodily functions so early into today's podcast. Maybe I've had Coupla Too Many. Coffees today. That's every day. What is to be expected in today's episode of the podcast? Well, I'll tell you something. I'm talking about food. Christmas dinner. Making the Christmas dinner. What should be in the Christmas dinner. And also my relationship with food. I was a secondary school 10-ton Tessie. I was fucking humongous. I was as wide as I was tall. I was a desperate young fella who couldn't get the ride even if he paid for it. It was diabolical. I was a desperate little virgin. And being huge didn't help that matter at all. This isn't going to be a fat shaman podcast. This is going to be my experiences with food, loving KFC, having a fry every day what I was fed at home, how I broke away from that mould, learning how to cook and look after myself and be a little bit more nutritious in my life. That's what I'm going to delve into a little bit. In a little bit. First, though, we start with really important news in the world of radio. iRadio, to be specific. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you might have heard me allude to and even speak about iRadio being bought out by a big company. Well, it's happened. The deal is done. They marched into the office on Tuesday and they said, Dave Joe, get the fuck out of here, is what I thought they were going to say. But they haven't thus far. So that is a bonus. I'm still currently on the radio. Great success. Two-time Imro Gold Winner Radio Award. Still on the radio. Great success. But for how long? I'll hopefully infer another while yet. So Bauer are in. Welcome, Bauer. Thank you for investing in iRadio. I, for one, welcome our new overlords with open arms. But of course, there was some nerves and trepidation for months while this deal was going through the regulatory processes that it needed to do when T's were being dotted and I's were being crossed, there was some nervous trepidation about what was happening. Personally, I was shitting myself. Metaphorically and potentially physically. That's a bit dramatic, but what I'm getting at is when I'm nervous or there's some underlying big thing like this coming up, on the surface, I am calm. On the surface, I am stonewalled. Poker player. Jeez, there's not a bit of loss on him, huh? He's not nervous. Oh, God, no, he's cocksure. But on the inside, my body lets me down. 
I will show body strengths and odd functions before I show it on the outside. For instance, C-sessions, probably the biggest gig of my life, certainly the most important and biggest it felt to me. On the outside, I didn't look too bad. On the inside, my bowel movements were troublesome, to say the least. And this has been the way for a while. When there is something big coming up, like a big gig or an important day, my body tells me to keep going to the toilet. Have another little sit for yourself. And no longer are you up and your trousers buttoned in a way that you're turning around and going, Jesus, I'm going to get piles in my arse if I sit on this bowl any longer. That's what nerves do to me. I don't know what they do to you. I don't know how much stress you have to go through in your life. I hope it's minimal. It should be minimal. Stress is a killer. Stress takes years off your life. Don't be stressed if you can help it at all. I take a wee bit of CBD oil to take the edge of my anxiety. And I try and exercise. Massive help. But it was hard not to focus on being bought out. I don't know if it's something you've ever went through. If you work for the civil service or a government agency, you're probably all right. It's different governments, but it's not new owners coming in with a new broom, potentially with sweeping changes. But if you are in the pharmaceutical industry, you might have went through this yourself or had a friend that went through this where someone bigger buys you out. What are they going to do to us? And then it goes to, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to be all right? Are they going to come in with a double barrel shotgun and go, Shh, Dave, you're gone. Shh, you're gone. You're gone. Shh, who are you? I'm John. You're gone. Funny enough, they didn't do that. They came down and they met us and they spoke to us. And they were very amicable and pleasurable and very sound to talk to. And they have great plans for iRadio and I personally am very excited for them. Who are Bauer, though, before we go any further? I should have told you three minutes ago. Bauer are German. And they have radio stations and publications, not just in Germany and in Ireland, but across Europe and the world. Bauer owns loads of radio stations. Obviously, UK is a massive market for them. They own stations both sides of the border here on the island of Ireland. Most notably, Cool FM in the six counties. And then in Ireland, Today FM. Yes, they own Today FM, News Talk, Spin, Red FM, 98 FM, and other business interests as well that would bore the whole out of you if you're not into radio. But that's who Bauer are. Big deal them buying. With a Y radio. We're not that little. We actually cover 15 counties and we don't get enough respect out of the dubs and their marketing agencies and turning their nose up at us. Not anymore. We're about like a bower now. We're taking over. Yo. Obviously, I'm jesting and joking. But they came down on Tuesday. And they answered some questions. And had a presentation. 
and spoke to all of us and they put on a wonderful spread. Absolutely glorious. If Bauer were to ring me in the morning and go, Dave Duke, you're done, I'd go, that is devastating news, but ye put on a fucking hell of a spread on Tuesday. So kudos to ye for that. There was all the most exquisite funeral triangle sandwiches. They were gorgeous, fresh, bouncy, white bread, brown bread. There was every type of salad on them. I don't even know how many salads there are in the world, but there seemed to be so many in the sandwiches. You had Cajun chicken, you had chicken and stuffing, you had turkey and ham and cranberry and stuffing sandwiches, Christmas sandwiches. There was so there was ham salad sandwiches. There was probably even coleslaw in there, and I forgave them for it for one day only. They brought sausage rolls. They brought buns and cakes and miniature desserts and brownies and lemon drizzle cake. They brought vasts. Vasts? What is that even a word? Vats of teas and coffees. I've never seen so many miniature butters on one table in all my life. Those miniature jams. Even the little packagings of shukras. They had them all. Bowers here, baby. They even brought full fat milk. I haven't seen full fat milk in iRadio since the Celtic Tiger days. We're back, baby. Bauer has bought us and we've got full fat milk. Fuck the lot of ye. We're coming for ye. We've got that three and a half percent milk. Mmm. We're back. No, genuinely, it was a great spread. And it was good to chat to them. And I'm still working for iRadio. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they want to... I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate. There was a lot of shit talk for the last few months. A lot of nerves and anxiety in the office. And they've done a fantastic job by alleviating some of those nerves. About people's jobs and their livelihoods. And doing what they love. Because radio is a very volatile career. There are many better presenters and better men and women than me that have been let go and sidelined and you know yourself in your heart and soul no matter who you are or how you're doing or what you're doing there is a possibility your day will come but currently that day hasn't come they actually send me an email every morning at 9 o'clock going Dave you can work today and I go that's fuck that's mighty I'll go in then so and I look forward to getting that email at 9 o'clock again tomorrow morning to say Dave you're on the radio again today and I will go in and I'll do the best show I possibly can. So that's where we're currently at in iRadio. Really exciting things coming that obviously I can't tell you about. You're just going to have to listen. Tune in there. Dave and Fanula, 3 to 6, Monday to Friday. Double gold Imro Radio Award winners we are. But Bauer, you're very welcome. I can't wait to do wonderful things in this fantastic company. And... <laughs> Bauer's a good place to work for already because there's more holiday days Ayo! class bit of stuff moving on from my radio on Bauer dinner let's talk about Christmas dinner how important is it to you 
It is one of my favourite meals of the year. Stereotypical thing to say. But I started planning for Christmas dinner a week ago. A full month of planning. It's not going to be utterly extravagant. I just want it to be damn fucking good. I had an awful row at Fanula this week. Apparently, Colchis don't do starters. Apparently, if you're a Colchie, a farming background, a muck savage, turf eating cunt, <laughs> then you just raw dog the turkey and ham. No foreplay. Not even a footrin about in your trousers. You just pull it out and raw dog the turkey and ham. I'm surprised you even put gravy on it. That's how ignorant it sounds to me. Not having a starter on Christmas Day. And here, before any shite starts about, well, it's a very expensive time of year, even a bit of owl soup. Wouldn't break the bank. I feel now I'm going to have to donate to a food bank or a charity after what I'm saying. I'm understandable of people's economic situations. But I do love going all out. And you can't begrudge another person for having nice things if you don't have them yourself. Unless they're from Dublin. And unless they're very rich. And unless they're flaunting. They're flaunting their wealth. On the TikTok and the Instagram, yes, then you can be bitter. Then you can bring them down to size, like influencers. You can just cut them off at the knees. But don't be coming after me and my Christmas dinner if you're a culture and you can't even enjoy a starter. So, let's go to Glenade, my household, and it's Christmas Day. Dave Duke is cooking, and he's going to put on a spread that includes homemade vegetable soup. Ah, sure, soup is soup. Not my soup. My soup is class parsnips that is the main base I like her to be more parsnipy than carroty so parsnips carrots onions garlic oh loads of garlic potatoes that thickens it bulks it stock cubes I've tried other brands than nor stock cubes but they are the tastiest for me Vegetable and chicken stock cubes. Don't be shy with them at all. Get them going. Water, obviously, to boil the vegetables. Thyme is very important and very flavoursome. Thyme, did you hear me? T-H-Y-M-E. Put loads of that in. And having more cooking cream. Or any cream for that matter, but Avonmore cooking cream is my favourite. That is going to be the starter, and it's delish. And if you want that recipe, it's on Instagram in the highlights. Recipe number two. Second course. Voulevance. Stop the world and let me off. Bum, 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 ba-dum, ba-dum, bum. I can't continue with life if I don't have a volivant. Bum, 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 ba-bum, ba-bum, bum. I had never made a volivant myself before this week. But I think they are a staple of a starter in rural 
Ireland. Don't even bother your whole trying to make the pastry volivant cases. Even professional chef recipes that I've looked up over the past few weeks have said, don't bother. Ah, yes, I know you came to me thinking I was going to be all wanky and telling you to make the volivant cases yourself, but go into your cash and carry or go into your super value and buy volivant cases because it's cheaper and more hassle-free. So I took their advice and I'd done that. Brought the six cases home. They only took six minutes to cook, but first you have to get to your base, volivant base, that is. So chicken and mushrooms. I didn't buy lardons because I think they're shite. I think they're far too greasy and they're far too fatty. So I bought Waldron Family Streaky Bacon, whatever brand you prefer yourself. Bought the streaky bacon, cut it up, made two wee piles. So the first action was putting half the pile of streaky bacon on the pan, cooking it, getting it slightly crispy, taking it off, draining the fat off it, putting it into a bit of kitchen roll, folding that over and putting that to the side. Now on my chopping board is enough chicken for two volivants. So I was making one for myself and Eve, the missus. This is a trial run, so you plot out how much chicken you need for how many ever voulevants you're making. Chicken, my bacon, uncooked, ready to go, my mushrooms, and a tin, if you can get it, but I went with Heinz because I couldn't find them, Campbell's cream of chicken soup. <gasps> Stop the world, let me off. I couldn't find Campbell's soup, so I bought a tin of Heinz cream of chicken cook your chicken cook your bacon cook your mushrooms but one step back before you put your chicken on the pan or the wok coat it in flour just normal run in the mill everyday flour it's like a bonding agent it will make a difference so coat your chicken in a wee bit of flour you have your mushrooms now go through this with me again you have your bacon Fuck those all into the pan. Start cooking them. Give them a few minutes. Don't cook everything fully. Hold back one second. And then your cream of chicken, tin soup. In she goes. Lovely. Now, if you have this, it does make a big difference. But if not, you can still go on ahead. White wine. Don't need cooking white wine. You don't need any fancy white wine I bought an 8 euro bottle in Tesco it was Savion Blanc fucked in a dollop of it and then left it cooking and simmering for about 10 minutes oh lads Mm. my god it was sexual absolutely Stunning. Stunning! God, I loved it. It was class. Please, if you've never tried a volivant before, or you're a fan of volivants, take this recipe and make it for yourself. You will thank me. Your diabetes might not, but you personally will be like, this is gorgeous. I never knew I could cook this myself. And then the main course is going to be run-of-the-mill standard turkey and ham, 
I will be basting that turkey consistently every 15 to 20 minutes for the duration of the cooking of the turkey. Nevin Maguire told me personally, baste your turkey, Dave, and you will never be the same man again. And I took his advice one Christmas, and my life has not been the same. It has been utterly enhanced. I've went through heartbreak. I've went through bouts of really sad times. I've went through loss, grief. I've went through loneliness, but still preserved through my life is a well-basted, moist turkey. Thanks to you, Nevin Maguire. My Cavan brethren, even though I'm from Leitrim, he's one Cavan man that I, I would kneel down before and go, you are mightier than anyone in Leitrim. Baste your turkey, lads. Put plenty of butter in there, bit of sea salt. If you're complaining about dry turkey, it's not the turkey's fault. It's the chef's. If you keep basting that bastard over and over and over and over again. And what is basting? You don't need any fancy rigmarole. Once the turkey's in the bacon tray and she's in the oven, before she goes in the oven. Because my aunt came over last year. Christmas dinner is at the grandmother's house. And the aunt came over and she got panicked that the turkey wasn't in the oven the night before. And she put the turkey in the tray and put tinfoil over it and fucked it into the oven and I went apoplectic. Take that fucking turkey out there right now. We're going to have dry shite tomorrow. Our turkey is cooked the night before. Don't ask me. It's a family tradition. Took it out. Got loads of butter. Bit of olive oil. Drizzled. Rubbed. Bit of sea salt. And put it back in. Let it cook for 20 minutes. 15 maybe. Take it out. Now your melted butter and olive oil is sitting on the base of the tray. Get a spoon. And just rotate, rotate. Take a drop, throw it on the turkey. Take a drop, throw it on the turkey. Keep moisting her. Keep her moist, boys. Keep her going. And you'll have lovely moist turkey for the dinner. Ham run-of-the-mill standard. I might do cloves and a bit of glaze this year if I get time. And dessert, don't give a fuck. (laughs) People get horrified when I'm like, I don't care for dessert. I don't give a damn. Give me the soup, the volivant, the turkey and ham, the spuds, the roasties, the stuffing, the gravy. Dessert, take it or leave it. Give me a packet of Monster Munch. It'll do me. So when eventually I do open my restaurant, I will have to get a dessert chef. Or I'll buy them in, like so many restaurants do. I'll buy good quality. I'll make sure they're nice. Just personally... Nah, if unless it's a brownie or a really excellent chocolate cake, not interested. No care for profeta rolls. Don't give a damn about cheesecake. Lemon drizzle, don't know what you are. Never had you. Stuff it up your ash. So that is Dave Duke's Christmas dinner. I dream of cooking for loads of people. Nothing would make me happier than being able to cook a three-course meal for you. Genuinely. I love cooking. I don't do many dishes. They're very bog standard. You're never going to get anything fancy from me. From me, You're never going to get anything from me that has never been on an agricultural livestock mart menu before. I do homemade chips, homemade onion rings. 
What I do, I do well, but I don't do fancy. And I'd love to have you for dinner. Obviously, I can't. You know, I have enough to cook for in the family. But, like, if the opportunity ever arose and I had the means to, I'd love to cook for you. I said I'd tell you about my relationship with food. This isn't from a diagnosed point of view. It's just from general observations and thinking back on my childhood. And I don't want this to come across as fat shaming. I don't care if you're 200 stone and you can't get out of your bed. This is my own personal experience. I was a fat fucker in school. I was huge. And I loved fatty foods. I vividly remember, and will so for the rest of my life, being in the drive through of KFC in Bundorn and looking at this old, dilapidated cottage just across the road from it and dreaming and praying that I could live there so I could have KFC every day of the week. This is when KFC was so good. It was phenomenal. I've expressed my views on the current state of KFC. There is room for improvement. But when KFC was at its true peak, and those 11 herbs and spices were mm, utterly flavoursome, more so than ever before, I wish I lived beside KFC. I was a huge child, but I also blame my grandparents. I lived with them. You might know my family situation if not. Not getting into it right here, right now. I love my ma, but I grew up with my grandparents. They would feed me a full fry every single morning of my life. From when I was about five years old, right up until secondary school. I was eating a full fry every day. Every day. Get up in the morning. Two sausages, two rasher, fried eggs, pudding. And not cooked in an air fryer. No. May as well have been in a deep fat fryer. There was that much much grace put in that pan. So naturally, I ballooned. And then I'd be eating every shite under the sun. Coke, club orange, crisps, sweets. You name it, I was stuffed my gob. I have specific memories of eating so much and so fast that I nearly died. There used to be these little strawberry foam sweets. They're almost impossible to get now. They're still my favourite sweet. But I was in the Tesco car park in Sligo after getting them from the corner shop that used to be there. It's no longer there. It's now a vape shop. And I got a packet of these. I hadn't them in ages. And I was eating two at a go. They weren't designed to be eaten like you were a duck. I wasn't chewing. I was just trying to swallow them whole. And of course, I started choking on them. And I nearly fucking died. (laughs) And that was all down to just how much of a greedy little fucker I was. When I say greedy little, I mean greedy big fat fucking bastard of a child. Would you come out of it? Go for a run or something or eat a bit of ham. Jesus, surely it'd be healthier than the sweets. Come out of it, Joke. Come out of it. I was a bruiser. 
You'd need to see the photos of me to realise that I'm not taking the piss. I was a big, big, big cub. And clothes were hard to get for me. Once again, not fat chairman, just telling you my own personal experience. Body positivity has come on a long way, but at the time, there wasn't much body positivity, and I wasn't positive about my body or my eating habits. My aunt caught me one day. She went off to work, came back to the house. I'm there all day doing nothing. I'm off secondary school. I'm living in the country. I've no friends to WhatsApp or Snapchat. I can't play PlayStation online. So what else am I going to do? I'm going to eat a full packet of Mikados down to the last four in the packet. <laughs> That's what I spent my summers doing. Eating Mikado biscuits. Nom, 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 nom. And I didn't eat them all in one go. I ate them progressively. Mikados were my packets of Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. Once you Mikado, you cannot fandango. She came home and it was like an intervention. Honest to God, it was the closest thing I've felt to being a heroin addict. You must stop this. This cannot go on. This is, this is unnatural. This is completely unhealthy. And I was like, (coughs) nearly choking on my own. Macado jam stuffed in my throat. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's awful, it's awful, yeah, yeah. I don't know when things changed. I lightened out at secondary school. Uh, after a few years, like in leaving search year, I lightened out a bit and my relationship with food became a bit more healthier and a little bit different. And then I went to college and the staple meal at college was wedges from Iceland and fillets of chicken from Iceland and curry sauce. You'd have that every day in the odd snack box. And... Then when I was on the nighttime show on the hub, I put on a lot of weight again. Very unhealthy doing nighttime shifts, and you might know this yourself and realize this yourself. It's almost impossible to eat healthy. My dinners consisted of Cully and Sully shepherd's pies, which were very tasty, and I'm sure they still are, and those fully manufactured processed lasagnas. You know the ones I'm on about. They're in a tin tray, plastic all around them, fuck all meat, loads of pasta, and some shitty sauces. Because they were handy and convenient, and I didn't have an appreciation for cooking then that I did now. But fast forward five years later, and I love to cook. I rarely have uh, Coca-Cola. My sweet intakes is minimal, and I feel quite healthy. I'd love to have a six-pack, but of course I don't. I do love food too much. And uh, a bit of fat is very important. There's no way I could be green juices and salads every day. Nah, as for the rabbits, I do love a bit of comfort food, bit of spuds, bit of pasta. But I don't even know how to show you photos of, of a big child that was. That was my relationship with food over the years. I have a newfound appreciation for cooking and food. I'm not a super healthy freak. I'd say I'm middle of the scale from eating seven bags of chips and 24 cans of Coke a day 
to those health freak nuts eating raw bulls, balls and liver. I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't eat a phenomenal amount of shite, but I enjoy it wholesomely. I do cook the odd healthy meal. I love a korma. I love a supermax. I love a pizza. And I'll eat them. So there we are. How are we now? You'll be measuring me up now the next time you see me, won't you? Huh? I've some size of an arse on me. Huge. Since Kim Kardashian got her arse out, my arse is bigger. And on that note, probably should do an OnlyFans sell now, shouldn't I? If you'd like to see Dave Duke's arse, for the low price of nine ninety nine per month, go to OnlyFans.com forward slash Dave Duke. The first 50 people who enter the code Big Arse Duke will get their first month free. Until we speak again, I love you so much. And take it, Savage Handy.